Without you, Jesus, we'd be lost in this world. Without you, Jesus, we'd be so lost without you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We'd be a ship without a sail, Jesus. Without you, Jesus. Wandering off in the distance, Jesus. But with you, you lead us and guide us, Lord Jesus. You keep us astray, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, somebody thank him for his guidance right now. Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, we praise your mighty name, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your guidance, your leadership, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, without that, Jesus, I'd be lost, Jesus. Without you, Jesus, I'd be lost. Yeah. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for your love, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for calming my raging seas, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, somebody, somebody needs to let go of some things right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. The weight of the world has been holding you down. He called Jesus. Somebody needs to let go of some things that have been worrying them for too long. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. The weight of the world is bearing down on you. Come on, somebody put their faith in Jesus. Come on, somebody put their faith in the love of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Somebody needs to cast their fears away. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, somebody cast their fears away right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You are great, Jesus. You are great, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As we enter another time of worship and give it back unto Jesus. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for what we feel already in this place, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in the rest of this remaining service, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, anoint the lips of our pastor, Lord. Move in this service, Lord Jesus. Bless this offering, Lord Jesus. Multiply and use it for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. 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 As you remain standing, let's welcome our pastors to the pulpit today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's good to see everybody here. Why don't you turn? 
turn around and just shake hands with someone around me. Good see you, May you stand with me for just a moment? We uh, want to go to go to the Lord in prayer this morning. There are uh, several that are out sick today. Um, I know Sister Susan Guy is out sick today. She's uh, she's actually going to uh, see a surgeon tomorrow. Um, so just keep her in your prayers. Sister Wallace is out sick today. Uh, let's pray for her. Vanna and Logan are both uh, at home sick today. So um, there's sickness that's going around. There's things that are you know, that, are, that, that come up in people's lives, sicknesses and all. And you know what? It doesn't stop God from being in control. It doesn't stop God from being right here in our midst and doing great things. And um, I, I expect that God uh, does just that today. So let's, uh, if you know, if there are some others that you know of, if you see some that aren't here today, call their name out in prayer. If you know of others that are sick, why don't you just call their name right now as we go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness, God, for your goodness, for your mercy to us, God, for your love, God. Lord, and we pray today, God, Lord, for these that are not here, Lord. God, these that are sick, Lord, or for whatever reason they're not here, God, I pray, Lord, that you would reach to them today, God. Touch them. Lord, bring healing in their bodies, God, in their minds and spirits, Lord. God, whatever is needed in their life, God, you are more than enough, God. You are Jireh, God. That, that Jehovah Jireh that is more than enough, God. You are that, God. And you've proven that so many times in our lives, God. Lord, and I'm asking you today to prove that, God, in the lives of these others today, God. Prove your abundance, God. Lord, that you are more than enough, God. That you are more than enough when it comes to healing, God. Lord, that you are more than enough, God, in all of our needs, Lord. God, we bring these before you today, God, and we ask for you to move in these things, God. We give you praise and we thank you for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 While you're still standing, I want to take one passage of Scripture. I want to read to you just one verse and then you may be seated after that. And that is Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Scripture says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated today. Good to see everybody. It's good to have you here. I know um, probably on, on many people's minds today, you know, what is this storm going to do? Anybody had any thoughts about that over the weekend? And over the next few days, I'm sure that we will, you know, see more and more development and it will become more and more prevalent. There will probably be some lines at gas stations and lines in the grocery stores. And you can't get any water right now? Well, you know, you have to look in the most unlikely spots. If the grocery stores don't have it, Go to Home Depot. 
Sometimes they have water when the grocery stores don't have water. There were times during the pandemic when you couldn't find toilet paper in the grocery stores, but they have them at Home Depot. I don't know. But you know what? God will provide for them. I can, I can personally attest to the fact that during the pandemic, there was uh, there were some things that, that we were running low on, and God just kind of directed me. And he directed me to a place that I was able to walk in. And, hey, look at that. They've got it on the shelf. Nobody else did, but they did. And, and it, was, it wasn't just anything. It was a specific brand. It was what, what I really wanted. <laughs> Listen, God's able to provide for us. And so if you're needing something today, ask him. He'll, he'll prove to you how much he, he cares for you, how important you are to him. Yeah. Mm. You know, I I can't get past this thought. This is not part of my message, but the Lord, I, I was reading a devotion this morning, and the devotion was talking about uh, God being uh, our master and we are his servants and uh, you know that's not a term in our society that we like to talk about someone being a master over us but the way that the scripture uh, places that the way that it's used it's not a as a, a master over a slave but it is it's more of uh, I don't know. I, I like to I like to look at that uh, in the, the the way that the uh, academics would look at it. Over these universities, Oxford universities, and these places, they would have a master over that university, and the the master was not only one that had uh, that had great knowledge uh, of a, a a certain area. He had risen to the top ranks in that certain area. But through his wisdom, through his, his uh, experience, through his, his life, uh, life learning, he was able to know human nature well enough that he would know what was right and could set the course for the entire college. He could set the course for the curriculum. He could set the course for the students and for the teachers. He could set the uh, academic course for the entire university. Now, if a man can do that over a university and over all of the students that are there, how much more can the God of all creation set the course for you and I that is right? He is the master, and, and we don't need to worry about the course of our life and how we're going, but we need to put our trust in him and, and let, let him lead us and direct us because he knows us better than we know ourselves. How, how many of you here have ever you know, been you know, maybe having a stressful time or something, and, and someone comes up to you and you're talking to them about it, and in the course of the conversation, they say, well, you know, then it seems to me like maybe, you know, you're really, you know, dealing with this. And, and, and you go, wow, I, I never really looked at it from that angle. I never really thought about that. But, you know, that makes sense. 
Sometimes other people can see things in our own life that we can't see. And if other humans can see that, how much more can the Almighty God see in us things that, that if we would just hear and, and be obedient to Him would, would make us that much better? Would, would give us understanding, would, would show us the right path and the right way to go. God wants to be that master in your life that if you'll be obedient to him, that you will be able to, to follow the right path and he can lead you and guide you into truth and knowledge and understanding and, and into, into his blessing. Amen? Amen? I don't know who needed to hear that this morning, but God put that on my heart. And so take that, receive that this morning, and let God be that, that one that has knowledge of exactly what you need. And, and be obedient as God begins to instruct you. Amen. 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 Well, just a, a, a quick reminder, we do have our... Uh, our Bible study and prayer on Tuesday. And uh, we're going to keep that on the calendar this week. I know that we have a storm that's brewing out there. And, and if there's anything that, that arises about and we have to make any changes, I'll let you know. But if not, let's come together and let's just worship God and let's have a good time with the Lord. Um, I, don't, I don't think that there's going to be anything that uh, is going to be interfering with that on Tuesday night. If I did, I promise you I wouldn't I wouldn't ask you to do something that would put you in danger. And so I'll I'll monitor that and if there's anything anything that arises, I'll, I'll definitely let everyone know. Okay? All right. Well then this morning we're gonna get into the word of the Lord. Romans and eight eight and one I begin to look at this scripture and Really, you can read through the entire Romans chapter 8. It's a beautiful passage. Some of the way that it's written, people, you know, read it and kind of stretch their head a little bit. But the, the, the crux of what Paul is writing here is he's talking about the battle that's within us. He's talking about a battle that every man, woman, and child deals with. From the very beginning of time until the end of time, this is something that will, that will be a, a battle within all mankind. Doesn't matter how old, how young, what nationality, or anything. None of those things make any difference. We all deal with the battle between the flesh in the spirit. <clears throat> now, now within um, within us as, as human beings, there is that battle of carnal versus spiritual. That's that's what the scripture also refers to it as carnal and spiritual. And it's talking about the same thing that that fleshly nature that we have. Now, the the flesh of mankind is controlled by in a, in a large part, it's controlled by emotions and feelings. And the, the, the spirit of mankind, that, that same part of that flesh, is controlled also by the mind. 
which is more uh, more of your logic, your reasoning, your thoughts of right and wrong. And mankind is, is a combination of these two elements. Thank God that we're not just one of those, but we have both of those at work. We have to have both of those things at work in us, but they must work together as God designed them. Can you imagine a, a, a person that existed without emotion? That'd be, a, that'd be a hard person to be around. With only our mind to control us, we would be a, a very punctilious creation. We would be a, a, a cold, dark existence that would not be able to experience love or, or joy or happiness. Even things like sadness and pain. Those things help us to grow, but we need those feelings in our life. We can't just have the, the, the logic portion of our mind at work and not have emotions and feelings. We can look at the life of Christ as he, as he became flesh and dwelt among us. We can look at how that he had compassion on people. He had love. He, he had anger. <clears throat> when, when Jesus entered into the, into the temple and overthrew the, the tables of the money changers, you can't tell me that there wasn't some anger, some, some uh, righteous indignation in him. That he knew that they were, they were cheating and they were profaning the, the temple of God, the house of God. The Bible shows us very clearly that he had emotion, he had feelings. But he also had logic and reason. The mind of the logical man is a dangerous existence by itself because the mind of, of man has been uh, altered by the curse of sin. Mm -hmm. We've all heard the, the you know the sayings, you know, talking about somebody and, and somebody saying, well, they're not in their right mind. Or they're just not thinking right. That can be said about all of creation. We're really not in our right mind unless we've been filled with the Spirit of God and our mind has been renewed by the Spirit of God. Our minds were altered with the, uh, with the, the advent of sin. With, with sin as it entered into human nature, our minds were altered. There was a curse that was brought, and our minds did not think the way that God created us to think because they were changed as an effect of sin. So both of these controlling systems within mankind can be dangerous to our well-being and our existence. Can you imagine someone that only... Uh, that only uh, operated out of emotion or feeling and didn't allow any logic or reasoning to come into their into their thought patterns they can be so easily manipulated mm. we deal with manipulation as it is advertisers are horrible 
about dealing with manipulating. They try to manipulate us into wanting to do something, buy something, wear something, go somewhere, whatever. Because, you know, if you do this, you'll, you'll be beautiful. If you do this, you'll be cool. If you do this, you'll be rich. If you, I mean, come on. It happens every day. And, and so people that, if they only live their life with feelings or emotions, they would fall into the trap of all of those things. But logic tells us that, listen, just because I, I you know, I, I drink a, a Diet Coke instead of a Diet Pepsi, that's not going to change who I am. If I drive a Ford or a Chevy, it, it really isn't going to make me cool or not cool. It's going to make you deaf. That's another thing. <laughs> you know, our, our emotions can be manipulated, and they can be manipulated for good or for bad in our life. There's, you know, listen, emotions are the things that cause us to, to be led into addictions. Why do people begin to, you know, to, to drink, to smoke, to take drugs, to, to enter into things that they know are, are addictive behaviors? Most of the time they, they start because, you know, hey, somebody else was doing it, I felt a little pressure, I did it, you know. Or, or maybe they, you know, maybe they needed an escape from some other things that were going on in their life and they began to take you know, some drugs or, or, or drink to try to, you know, to give themselves a little relief. They're, they're letting their emotions drive them. There are people that, that have been absolutely paralyzed uh, in their life goals and in the things that they do in life because of fear. Fear is an emotion. And fear is not necessarily a bad emotion. It is a natural emotion. But to have unrealistic fears or to allow fears to control you is paralyzing. And so you can't allow those things just to have control. There's <laughs> Many of you would, will remember the, the old saying, if it feels good, do it. That's a bad idea. I'm sure that to the heroin addict, the, the drugs probably felt good the first few times. But towards the end, I, I would imagine that they probably regret ever taking that first dose. It, it didn't end up well for them. It can be a dangerous and a deadly trap. But like I said, the, the mind of man on its own is going to lead us into equally deadly and dangerous things because sin has clouded our minds. So both of these things on their own will lead us into a dangerous area. And so we have to have a balance. But even in a balance, mankind cannot think right without God. If you want to win the battle, that rages within you, you have to have God. Yes. 
Yes. That's the only way yes. that we can win. See, Romans speaks about, uh, or speaks to us about the need of mankind to have a spirit within us that can guide us. It can be that, mm. that teacher, that direction. <clears throat> it can be that master in our life. And that's the spirit of God. Yeah. So how does the spirit of God help us? Well, there's two ways. When, when we're filled with the spirit of God, our minds are renewed. They're restored to the to, to think the way that God created them to think. And our emotions are also set in order so that they align with the emotions of God. We begin to love the things that God loves, and we begin to despise the things that God despises. We hate those things that God hates. Yeah. That, that's what happens when, when we're filled with the Holy Ghost. That change comes in us. Well, I've, I've seen it too many times. People will walk in off the street and they'll come in and the, the, the power of God gets a hold of them. They come to an altar. They repent. They're baptized in Jesus' name. They're filled with the Spirit of God. And they, they walk out of the doors of the church. And the next time they walk back in, they look different. They act different. They talk different. Why? Because there's a change that takes place within us. That's what the Spirit of God does. It restores us back to a right mind, to a right way of thinking, to seeing things through the eyes that God intended us to see them. The scripture talks about how, you know, like the scales being removed off right. of our eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what the Holy Ghost does for us. Yeah. The Holy Ghost helps us to have those scales removed yeah. so that we can see clearly. Mm. Is it an instant change? No. No, it's not. It's a process. And it takes our willingness to be obedient to God and his yeah. word. Yeah. That's why Paul in the writings to Roman tells us, continuing on in chapter 8, he's, beginning in verse 5, it says, And they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. In other words, we get to make a choice. If, if we're going after the things of the flesh, that's what we're going to follow. That's what is going to control our steps. Oh, but if we're if we're desiring God, we're desiring the Spirit of God, then those are going to be the things that we give ourselves to and allow those to, to operate within us and, and allow those things to be, we can become obedient to them. So if we're to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. There's no way that that can be subject to the law of God. It's contrary to it. It's enmity. It's, it's, it's a, a battling against it. Those things can't work in unison because they're uh, opposites. They oppose one another. Yeah. It's sin versus holiness in that instance. Mm. You have carnal that's, that's working against righteous. Flesh that's working against the spirit. 
Those two things don't work in unison. Mm. You're going to give yourself to one or the other. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Oh, but he's, he's writing to people that have been filled with the Spirit of God. They've received the Holy Ghost. And so he says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, we understand that the dwelling of the Spirit of God in us comes through receiving the Holy Ghost. That's how God's Spirit dwells in us. It's when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the, the gift of His Spirit coming and residing within us. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if we're going to win this battle within us, we must let our mind be renewed by the Spirit of God. And we have to keep our emotions in check by submitting to the will of God. How do we do that? By presenting our bodies as living sacrifices. Go just a few chapters over from Romans 8, move over to Romans chapter 12, and Paul is, he's still teaching these people. He's still talking to them. He's continuing on, giving them instruction. And he starts out tw chapter 12 by saying, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. See, it's through our submission to God, through it's through our submiss, submission to the, to the Holy Ghost, being that, that teacher, that master in our life, that we are able to have control over sin. We can win the battle over the flesh. Yes, right. Amen. Yes. Now listen, I, I understand that, that our flesh is near and dear to us. That there are none of us here today that we want to harm this flesh. Thank God we don't have anybody here that I'm aware of that's into self-harm. Thank God. It's good to have a, a healthy dose of love for this flesh. What's not good is to allow this flesh to control us. Yeah. We have to have control over this flesh. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and there's, there's so many ways. You know, I mean, how many times have, have you, uh, I'll give you one that I, I can relate to, so you know it's going to relate to food. <laughs> how many times have you just gotten up from the dinner table and maybe you walk over and you're sitting on the couch and you're there for about five or ten minutes and all of a sudden the thought pops in your mind you know something sweet sounds really good <laughs> now if I really wanted to put my flesh under submission I would realize that I'm full and I don't need anything. I just ate dinner. But if I let my emotions and my feelings take hold, 
I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk over to the pantry and see, are there any Swiss cake rolls in there? Are there any, any little Debbie snacks in there? What about that, what about that box of chocolate? Where'd that go? You know? Now, you know, I mean, listen, we laugh about that. Those are minor things. Well, they, they can, you know, become major things. We have to work on them. Keep that under control, too. But, you know, it's the same way with other things in our life. We have to learn to put that flesh in its proper spot and take authority over it and say, listen, just because it sounds good doesn't mean I need to do it. Right. You know, all, all of you that, you know, all of you that are, are, are still working a, a, a nine to five job or whatever, you know, you, you still have your, your daily employment. There are days that getting up out of bed and going to work doesn't sound good. It sounds much better to stay in bed and say, forget it, I'm not going today. But we allow our mind, our logical reasoning to override that and say, no, that wouldn't be good if I just stayed home. I need to go to work. As much as I would like to lay in bed and take a day off, I need to get up and go to work. And so we put that flesh in its proper place. And we understand that in the natural. And we all, we all have areas that, that we're continuing to work with that, to, to control those things. But you know, it's the same, the same way on a, on a bigger scale in, in our spiritual life. We have to learn to take authority over this flesh and say, just because it, it sounds like a good idea doesn't mean it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible talks about the lust of the flesh. And so many times when we think about the lust of the flesh, we instantly, our mind goes to sexual, you know, impurity, uh, sexual desires, those type of things. But, you know, this flesh lusts after other things right. other than the opposite sex. Right. Our, our flesh lusts for power, for position, for, uh, for uh, possessions. Mm. So many things that this flesh, flesh will lust after. And we have to learn to put those things in control. Listen, none of us ever want to experience pain. We, we don't want to, you know, have to go through hard times and through trials and through, you know, um, denying ourselves. We don't want to deny our flesh. How many of you, uh, I'll, I'll put you on the spot here this morning. How many of you long and just look forward with, 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 you know, just great joy to days of fasting? Mm. Huh. Yeah. I, I kind of like having my, you know, my, my, we'll say three meals. <laughs> I don't like missing meals. I, I don't like having to, to, to put this flesh into, into submission and say, no, you're going to go without. You, you've got enough reserves. You're not going to die. <laughs> you just go ahead and do this. It'll be good for you. Or, or, or when we have to, to, to go on that four-letter word, diet. You know, that's, that's one of those bad ones. You know? Because we have to put our flesh in subjection. 
We have to take control of it. We have to start doing that. We have to do the same thing spiritually. We have to, you know, when, when pride starts welling up within us, we have to we have to push that back down and say, oh no, we're, we're not going to allow that. When, you know, when, when the, these different emotions start rising up within us that don't align with God and what God wants for us, we have to take authority over that and start doing you know, putting those things in a proper place. And you know what? It takes the power of the Holy Ghost to help us to be able to do those things. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's no big deal to say, no, I'm not going to, you know, stop and get a, you know, stop and get a Coke right now. I don't really need it. Okay. Well, that's no big deal. But, you know, when you have some, some bigger thing that you're dealing with, it's not so easy. And we need help. We, we need the strength to be able to overcome some of these things. When, when temptation comes to us, you know, the emotion may say, oh, that sounds good. And the logical mind may say, well, you know, it could happen. But we need the power of God to say, no, don't do it. And let me give you strength so that you won't do that. Yeah. 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 Amen. Like I said, naturally, none of us want to have problems in life. But when we go through things, when we face these things, and we, we, we're victorious over those, it brings us closer to God, and it strengthens us. Brother Vincent, they used to say all the time, no pain, no gain. If you're not willing to put a little bit of work into it and, and suffer a little bit, you're not going to grow. You're not going to get stronger. <laughs> you know, and it's true. We have to we have to endure some some hardships to grow and to strengthen. Man, if if God just took away all the pain from our life, we would become lazy. Sometimes God has to, you know, put a little test before us to see how we do, and and, and you know we have to as we as we start dealing with that. It, it drives us to our knees sometimes saying, you know, God, I, I thought I was doing pretty good, but I, I need your help with this one. Mm -hmm. That's why we're reminded that God loves us. God loves us so much. As you read on in Romans chapter 8, it, the, the, Paul begins to talk to them about that. He, he started out talking about this battle, but then he ends by talking about how much God loves them and how that he's going to be there with them. And in, and in verse 35, it begins saying, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Yeah. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? You know, these were some of the things that, that they were dealing with back in that day. Today, we have it easy. As, as Christians, we have it easy. We, you know, we don't, uh, we're not facing right now being thrown into prison or, or, or being put to death or, or you know, all, all of these different perils that they faced then. But he asked, he said, are those things going to be able to separate you from the love of God? 
He said, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. That scripture is powerful there because the sheep that were that were set for slaughter, the accounting was not about a dollar and cents. It wasn't about you know, oh, this is you know, these are my 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 breeders over here. I'm going to build a herd on these. I'm going to you know, this is where my future is. No, these were ones that they were calling the the the, the group, or these are the ones that had been set aside to be slaughtered. Their, their life was about to end. It really didn't have great worth. Paul was telling them, listen, we're, we're accounted that way. This life that we have here, it's a very short life. This, this, that, we, this that we live and that we, you know, we, we hold so dearly, it's a vapor. It's here and it's gone. It's, it's short. It's temporal. We can, you know, we can gain all kinds of things in this life, but as soon as this life is over, they've passed away, they're done, and they don't mean anything to us. Right. He says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He goes on by saying, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful today that that, listen, yes. God loves me that much. Yes. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing yes. that can separate me from God. Mm. Now, there is one thing that can separate us. Me. I can walk away. I can separate myself from God. That's right. Oh, he's not leaving me. He's still there, and all it takes is for me to cry back out. But I can choose to be separate from God. But God's not walking away. And no man can force God to walk away from you. No circumstance right. can force God to not be there right. for you, to not love you, to not reach you and help you and, and take care of you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Mm. Stand with me today. Hallelujah. We all have this same battle to fight. And we are all going to continue to fight this battle as long as we are alive. Satan is not going to, to back off on trying to tempt you. There was an old sermon uh, that was preached years and years ago. Uh, it went. It, it, it circulated all around, all around the United States and even into foreign nations. Uh, the message that was preached. It was titled "Trophies of Hell." It talked about how that Satan didn't give up. He he kept trying to to get a hold of people because those ones that had had held on for so long that he he wanted them as a trophy to say, "Look, I I caused them to fall." Oh, but thank God he is not 
going to leave us. And as long yeah. as we'll be obedient to him, he's going to keep us. His love is going to be a shield that protects us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I praise your name, God. Lord, you are great and mighty, God. And I, I thank you, Lord, for that love that you have for me, God. Lord, God, that you care for me, God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Today, I invite everyone that's here to, to experience that love of God. If you're here today and you've not received the Holy Ghost, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost today if you'll receive it. If you're here and, and, and you've, you've been filled and, and, and you know maybe you're facing some situations, maybe there's some sickness that, you know, maybe the, the, the doctor's, uh, you know, been giving you a diagnosis. Maybe you've got some, some troubles in your home. Maybe there's some financial difficulties. Maybe there's some perils on the job. I, I don't know what all you're facing, but I can promise you that God knows and God cares and he loves you and he wants to move into the midst of whatever situation you're facing right now. And he wants to show himself mighty on your behalf. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, just as any loving father would, would want to step in and make the situation all right for their child. The Almighty God, as your heavenly father, wants today to step into your situation and take care of it for you, his child. Show himself mighty in your life today. 